0: Beautiful. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Technology, man. We're rolling now I know. I've this far.
1: <laughs> All right. All right, cool.
0: Hey nice. Very... guys. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Yeah, it's just the middle in yeah, here. We're just chilling. Adam yeah. just uh, actually look. Adam just did his first uh his first snap. Oh, very nice. Yeah, he yeah, just did a very snap. nice. I'll post that up later. <laughs> he did a. That was the nail that uh, I bent for the tutorial last night for the uh Beyond the Bend podcast. The vertical. Oh, That was a uh, six and seven sixteenths by quarter inch. So, pretty good start for his Not, first snap. Yeah. 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 He's like I, I got stuff, those on the table. Very nice.
2: You cut out there your audio a little bit oh i was saying uh get those forearms nice and pumped up then yeah that's right i just saw it laying on the table hey can i snap this you're like sure what the right (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's great so tell us a little bit about yourself
3: well uh i am a uh, brew pub owner uh strength and grip enthusiast um I just love like anything kind of out of the box, artisanal, anything like that. Um and you know like the strength and fitness stuff and uh staying fit helps me my uh my mental game as well. I tend to be a very high strong kind of A personality guy so the, doing doing a little bit of extra activity helps me
2: uh chill out you know a little bit. <laughs> nice. I saw on yeah. a post the other day something about uh Arm wrestle the uh for like a discount. Uh how many people actually beat you?
3: Quite a few. I, I I get a lot of people that come in and uh you know you'll get um some guys that are a lot we're we're a national guardsman town, you know, one of the biggest bases in, in the country. So a lot of those guys are really interested. And a lot of those guys I'll end up beating. I had a guy last year come in and he was he was quite a bit older. But he ends up, I couldn't I couldn't move the guy or do anything with him. And it turns out that he was like a national champion in the nineties and he refs all the state competitions. <laughs> and he's, you know, then I, I, I reckon, you know, you recognize him and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Of course you're killing me here, you know, so, awesome. I, but I love it. It's fun to get involved with the customers in that way, you know, whether, and you know, a lot of ladies will do it too, as you know, as a joke or, you'll get uh women like like young girls battling their moms and stuff you know um it's just it adds another element to the bar you know kind of that old school you know over the top vibe yeah that's awesome actually before covid i had uh captains of crush Grippers in there for discounts on beer oh, so if you cool. could close the one you got like 50 cents off you close the one and a half you got 75 you close the two you got like a buck off your, you know, your first beer when you come in and you could do it every time you came in. Um, and then we were getting a list together so I could do like a little names on the on the wall or something like that. You know, just something fun to get people involved. And it's still my style cheap and fun. You know?
2: <laughs> so if we could close a number three, do we get a free beer? Oh, man, I think I
3: would I would give somebody a free beer if they could close a number three for sure. Uh, for sure. We, we
0: both I, will be able to in a month. They we're close. We're really close. Get get
3: over to Michigan. I got a free beer for you when you're here. <laughs> I'd have a free beer for you when you're here anyway.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
3: Anybody who comes up and wants to talk grip or arm wrestling with me gets a free beer. You know, awesome. That's I think that's a, that's a fair trade. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Gives me yeah, it gives me something to do while I'm at work, and I like to BS. You know, so
0: it's a it's a good time. <laughs> yeah i bet you met some monsters doing that arm wrestling thing man that's really cool yeah that's yeah the the, the, the national champ that must have been awesome just to hook up with him that's crazy
3: just to feel like the i mean you could tell by his hand anyway you know like before just shaking his hand you could really tell how how strong this guy was but just to grip up with him was just unbelievable you know and and some of these, it seems like all the guys that I would really want to arm wrestle come in later on when I'm not there. You know, everyone's like, oh, there were like five people here ready to arm wrestle you while I'm bored cleaning tanks in the morning, you know, when I could really use a good, you know, get out in the lobby and arm wrestle somebody. That's when that's when no one shows up. Um, yeah. You know, with, with my wife and I running the business, um, I typically work and do my stuff in the morning. It's a little bit easier for me, and then she, we, we trade our son. You know, so she's babysitting him in the morning. I do uh, evening and night, and then she manages the bar and does all the, all, you know, she, she's the real like an engine of the bar as far as that goes. She, she runs the bar, and I'm just like hiding the brewing room, you know, and do my stuff in there. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's been some big dudes who have definitely tore me apart. On that arm wrestling table (laughs) that's awesome so did you choose the dead
0: bear shirt specifically today
3: i just usually always wearing a dead bear shirt you know i and i was i was uh, i'm out in the garage so i'm not getting interrupted all the time and uh it's it's just like a touch chilly out here it was a pretty nice day you know like we're we're losing the snow right now but it's i'm sure it's just a matter of time before it snows
2: again (laughs) it's michigan (laughs) I was gonna say nice, it must be about 35 degrees
3: there. Right, it's actually been like in the 60s the last couple of days. It's been beautiful. Oh wow. Like I was, uh, today we had to take down, uh, we put up a a fence for the snowmobile trail that goes through town. So we were taking that down all day. So that was like a nice, you know, get out, get outside kind of day. I I went out and uh, did some Indian clubs in the driveway while the little dude rode around on the power wheel. Nice. you know get getting that stuff in so it's it's nice I, I get it in when I can. I've got the grill
0: outside so it's it's very nice. That's awesome man. Yeah. So um tell us what motivates you to compete or do you compete in strength sports at all and uh, certs or anything like that? So I've been doing I last
3: spring when we got shut down and everything, i found instagram and i found you know uh like john oka and some of his crazy implements that he has uh certs for i do some of those um nice. some of the grab old stuff i've been doing those card tearing uh certifications um yeah, but of course cares. i hurt my card, card tearing's been fun but i hurt my hand last month right before i got my package from oh. from anton so and and i was feeling in my mind better than i actually was doing so i uh i got like halfway through a uh, 72 card deck and was like you know instead of harming myself even further let's call it quits for a while take a little break so i just started bending again in the last couple of weeks and started uh tearing cards again so i'm hopefully in the next month or two i'll get another package from him and I'll try to do the 72 and uh 81 deck decks of cards, you know. And I should I've done them before. So as long as I get back to that point that I was at in early February before I hurt myself, I should be there. So but I love doing all this stuff. It's it's really fun like to just see I like on Instagram that there's this small community of people yeah. who really, you know, seem to care about what each other are doing, you know, and, and the progression that that everyone's achieving. You know, and it's uh, it's just nice to to base yourself off of that. And some of the elite guys are doing some of this stuff, too. So it, to me, if I'm like within, you know, 15, 20 pounds, of some of these, you know, world class guys, elite guys, you know, I'm 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 flying high and, and feeling good about where I'm at in my training, especially with, you know, all the stuff that I do in my personal life on top of it. You know, this is a great, a great outlet um a great energy release but i think also to have those those goals and do some of these certs and i really like these crazy implements you know that like john makes or that grab hold does that are um a little more off the wall i have smaller hands you know so sometimes the the pinch uh the pinch lifts and stuff like that are, are a little easier for me to wrap around you know and and get some higher yeah, like
0: potatoes yeah you'll like the potatoes they're designed to make the guys with the bigger hands really have trouble
3: yeah so cool. it looks yeah. cool I, I i saw those uh i saw you guys i think through either it was either joy brown or mike bucks um instagram when they were going to do their their thing and i was like that potato looks really interesting and then i got into these Podcasts and I was listening, to, I listened to them at work while I'm brewing. And I was
2: like, oh man, I want to chat with these guys, you know? <laughs> well, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, we're having fun. So, yeah. yeah, we really realized how big the community is on Instagram. And that's how we met so many awesome people. So, we agree 100%. It's
0: yeah.
2: amazing what the yeah, community is and all these guys that we get to meet and have come over and hang out with <laughs> us and, you know, just completely changed our grip training and everything
3: alone. Right. Well, I'm, for me, I'm alone here, you know, so like, it's kind of connects me with uh, with some lifting buddies. You know, when I, when I was in high school, I, you know, as a high school athlete, I did a lot more lifting in groups, you know, things like that. Got into my twenties and did a lot more just drinking in groups instead of, wow. <laughs> and things like that. Then as I got my house in my late twenties, I, I got my weights in here and started, you know, I. I really like collecting all this stuff too you know so collecting iron or collecting the block you know the block weights and and getting that stuff in here is always fun um so yeah it's it's nice to kind of almost like you have lifting buddies and lifting partners even though they're not in here with you you know the, you got the ability to to throw something up and you get some people cheering you on you know so it's gives you that extra boost instead of you're just you know it's usually me and my me and my three-year-old in here lifting weights you know i mean he's telling me i'm strong all the time but i don't think he's very objective
2: <laughs> uh, well wait till he gets to become six and nine and then they start telling you the opposite so <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah the, past the hero point right You oh, where my...
0: you're... come on dad <laughs> i was, watching my in,
2: my he was right. in the blobs dad <laughs> my daughter's <laughs> like what i could carry a rock too. watch dad that ain't nothing. weighs <laughs> like seventeen pounds or something. what the, ten pounds? What are you doing? What do you mean? Here, carry this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I liked your comment. Uh, you about, got uh, shooting for a certain percentage. of The elite guys, I look at them and I think, like, well, If I was ninety percent there, like, I'd be super proud of myself. So yeah, I think right, I right. It's a way to look exactly. It it, yeah,
3: I mean, it's for me, not necessarily being. You know, I—it's not that I'm not shooting for those numbers, you know, but like you said, you know, if you're 90% there, that's something to be happy about because you're still at least like expert level, professional level, whatever you want to say. You can you can pull out some like you know short steal or some cards and wow some pe you know some people who don't know anything about it. That's for sure. And so that it it just it it makes it fun, you know, especially you know like i keep going back to seeing seeing this this uh community of people who really just enjoy something that's unorthodox you know and a little bit out of the box you know it's it's fun well and you really see like especially when i had the grippers at the bar you see people who you never would have known had that kind of grip strength or whatever especially with you know some of the farmers and stuff that are local and they'll just take number two and they're like oh this is as strong as you got and you're like you don't even i had to train to get that like yeah. what are you talking about
2: <laughs> you know you don't even know how to some hold of the that guys
3: thing. right right they, they're, yeah they're not even holding it right you know and they're just closing it like nothing or you get some of the guys that look just outrageously jacked and those are always the fun guys to be like you know come up close it for them and go this isn't impossible you you do it you know so it's 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 fun both ways you know then you get those guys in, interested in it and they want to get better and better at it too. So it makes it fun.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. We get a lot of the obstacle course and uh, like Spartan type guys here that do all the implements where they swing on them, you know, and they do all the all that crazy right. stuff. Man, some of those guys come over here and just put us to shame in grip and they've never even heard of grip sport before. And that's really cool to see. Right? Yeah. That's really cool. But,
3: but they're using their hands for everything. You know, exactly. so yeah. swinging around, climbers tend to be really good at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think that's where some of these guys that are in the guards end up being really good at it is they're, they're rope climbing a lot, they're doing obstacles and stuff. If they're the guys that are doing a lot of PT, you know, I don't know, you know, it just depends on what times, you know, what's going on at the time, whether they're sitting around, I, I would imagine, yeah. you know, or if they're getting set, you know.
2: My brother-in-law actually turned out to be really good at grip, and he never gripped anything before. He's just a SWAT officer and shot guns his whole life and everything. And we're surprised at how damn strong his grip was, and he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing.
3: Right. I got a buddy that's got, like, alien fingers, just, like, ultra-long, crazy hands, and he does, um, like, like maintenance work and, and stuff like that. He can grab uh, a like an a half of a eighty pound uh, York like a block weight and pick it up like nothing, That's and or or any of the, like a baby inch anything like that. I mean, he can touch his thumb to his to his middle finger like nothing, and, and he can just lift darn near anything. You know, it's like, well, thanks, man, for making me feel bad about myself. <laughs> you know, yeah. comes
2: over and he's like, oh, this is what you're doing all the training for. You don't happen to have a deck of cards just laying around, do you? That you can show us how to tear?
3: Yeah, actually I do I can I'm real close to my uh to my locker. So I'll be I can run and be right back.
1: Okay. (laughs) Oh no,
2: I don't want to tear it. I just want to see how the hell he does it. (laughs) And then watch it ten times. Okay.
0: All right. So I got uh,
3: it's a casino deck um, I like to buy like boxes of these this is uh, an aristocrat deck um, sometimes they're made by different companies you know it's just typically you want something you know close to a bicycle deck or whatever you know and these don't they don't cut the hole in the middle which I like mm-hmm. um, but so when you're when you're when I'm ripping them I used to do it like a double hand kind of rip like that
1: mm-hmm.
3: but I find that that it puts my wrists in a spot that I don't like. So when you grip it, you do this pinch and you wanna get your your ring finger on the corner right here because what you're trying to do is you're trying to make a hard point in the deck, right? So it's like when you're gripping, when you look at one, you want it to be like an S, right? You see that like bend in there. Yeah. And when you get to that hard point, that's where it's gonna tear so it's like the phone so it's basically the same thing you want to get that that one side up and the other side down on a on a um you know one edge you know so you want that edge to be right there and over time you'll start to build a callus on the side of your finger and you'll start to callus the webbing here and that's going to help you you know so you don't feel you Don't feel as much pain when you're doing it, you know that's that's a lot of times with this stuff what stops you, you know as your brains going out that hurts or or whatever, you know, so you get it like that you get that nice s bend and that that having that corner down with your with your uh, ring finger helps keep that stable in your hand, and then you just give it a start. And there we go. You know, and then, once you get that first rip that first couple rip a lot of people get their other finger in there get another get another one going and then i start usually start pulling them apart with my ooh, come on now <laughs> start pulling them apart with the other hand doing a little rip like that some of the guys um just you know have that really quick like adam glass and those guys just yeah. you know do it effortlessly for me it depends on how much work I've you know you know been doing in the last couple days and stuff um I've been trying you know to get back up to the I almost bent the red nail in February and that's what I hurt myself on um so uh in trying to get back back there I've been doing a lot of lever work and stuff with sledgehammers today I was out when I was doing the Indian club work I have a, a homemade mace um that I was doing some levers with and stuff so Um, For me, it all depends on, you know, when I'm really um, tearing cards really good. You know, typically I don't miss decks. Um, Occasionally I miss like a quartering a deck, Um, but it all depends on what kind of work I'm doing or, you know, like, like with those card tearing certifications, I thought my hand was mildly hurt and then I started you know, it's like a long video, you know, you got to open the box and everything. Yeah. The minute I started tearing that first deck of cards, I was like, oh no, <laughs> here we go. I don't think, I think I'll get this one, but I don't think I'm going through that second deck, you know, and I'm sure that mentality is probably what partially helped me fail. But, you know, it's, it was just like a eye opener, like, oh no, it hurts way more than I thought it was going to like, <laughs> way, way more. So, but that's that's how I I learned to tear them. I think I watched uh, a video from I, I think I recommended uh, to you Frank uh, the, the Chris Hercules video yeah. that where he goes over it. Um, and he has he has a couple of books that are uh, ones for card tearing and ones for um, horseshoe bending. Um, and they I think they're way more expensive now than when I got them they're like they're small books but they're like 40 bucks a piece but his videos on YouTube are also very very good tutorial wise basically the same kind of thing that I went over right there he also has a little more of like getting your getting your elbow in and going across your body you know um, having some of that stuff in your mind while you're doing that tear but like watching you guys a few weeks ago you're definitely strong enough you know, especially with the, the way you guys bend steel. You know, it's just all in that technique. And once you figure that technique out, you'll be yeah, blown up, You know, book, you'll blow up.
0: In the past, um, a long time ago when I first got into grippers, obviously, you can't do a phone Obviously, it was a long time ago. <laughs> there are no more phone books. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea right. that, um, that you were getting that same kind of S-bend in the cards. So I wasn't doing that. I was just trying to power through the cards. And Adam was doing the same thing. We were just literally trying to just power through them. So right. Right.
3: You could you could see in the in like when you were doing it, like that you have the like full on have the strength, you know, like it was like, man, if they were just doing it like this or just like that, you know, those little tweaks that that make something, yeah, that S bend is. I mean, really, if you're any paper, you know, that tear, you know, whether you're you're tearing your mail up or whatever, once you put it on that radius, you know, and get that that rip in it. And once it's the rip starts you know that's one of the 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 key things is once you feel that that breakthrough it's like oh here we go you know and then you're then you're going to continue that that motion that through motion and and some people just you know use a thumb technique and rip that top right off or some people uh you know do what I tend to do is get it to a point where you can get your fingers in there and work it work it apart yeah but that's it's something I love, I love those interesting, you know, like the things that you saw on TV when you were a kid, you know, that you're like, man, if one day I just really want to do that. I used to always say at college, I used to say the same thing about the phone books. You know, I was like, man, I'm just going to keep trying to tear a phone book every day until I'm ready to do it. And then it later on became something that I was passionate in, you know, with the cards and the, in the short steel and stuff like that. And it's, it's just something fun to do you know, ultimately,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. When I realized I wasn't gonna be six, eight and 400 pounds, you know, I realized that the strongman <laughs> events that I was gonna do, were probably gonna be focused on, right? And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Being like a, a
3: relatively average guy, you're know, like, like, I'm, I'm usually like, I'm five, eight, I tend to be around like, you know, 185, you know, any i could i could fluctuate anywhere between you know 165 and two, 210 hopefully i'm not on that 210 side you know but but you know i'm i'm not a big guy and i i just it's i don't have those type of crazy expectations for myself that i might have had as like a young young man watching you know like magnus ver magnuson or some of these guys on world's strongest man is it you know like pujanowski and those guys like man i'm gonna there's no way that my frame could hold that you know it's just it's just not a not a possibility. but if I can you know in in my personal life, you know whether it be to to protect my family or like you know look good with my clothes off or what, whatever, you know be able to, to you know lift a couple plates, um you know be able to to squat a reasonable amount and and you know to deadlift somewhere somewhere around you know 400 pounds or so that's where I, you know, that's some goals that I can personally have just to be elevated as a human. You know, it, it makes it much easier in my personal job where I can huck kegs around like nobody's business or I'm lifting 50 pound, 55 pound bags of grain on a regular basis and it's not hard for me. Whereas you get somebody in there or, or even uh, stirring the mash in a, you know, in a 200 plus pound, um, uh mash you know that's a lot of wet grain to be pushing around basically with a with a um canoe paddle you know so to be able to to have that extra strength to do those regular regular tasks that are part of my job that don't necessarily affect me as much as as somebody else i every now and again i'll have somebody in my brewing room to help me out and they quickly earn a different respect for what they necessarily thought it was once they do some of those harder things you know it's like you know, doing a, a power clean with a bag of grain over your head isn't out isn't like the most easy thing to do in the world, you know. So doing the extra lifting and stuff really, really helps in those practical,
0: real world purposes.
2: I actually worked at a bakery for a long time, so <laughs> that is really yeah. big bags pounds of oats sure. or you know, fifty pound bags yeah. sugar, and I carry like two at a time over there you know just be able to right. open 1 2 and be like what the hell are you doing <laughs> yeah, exactly go <laughs> yeah it's
3: it's kind of the work smarter not harder but you've already put the work in at home you know like you've you're working you're working not harder because you're stronger you know which is which is better to me you know if yeah. i can do my job half as fast and not have to run back and forth or or whatever or if i can make my work day like a partially a workout, you know, so sometimes when I'm, uh, you know, putting grain on the shelves, I've got to I've got to move like a pretty large accumulative amount of grain, you know, so it's like, hey, let's make this into a grip workout. And I'll just grab them with the, my fingertips, you know, or let's, you know, make make it into some something a little bit more I I uh I a couple of years ago, put a hangboard in the above the door to my walk in cooler. So if I'm in between steps or anything like that, I can do like a little hangboard workout. I have um, some uh, six-pound sledgehammers in the brewing room that I can do lever work with while I'm while I'm in there. You know, it's just where can I get it in? If I can't, if the if the little dude isn't gonna let me, you know, go in the garage when I get home, you know, where can, can I? Maybe I can get it in a little bit at work. Maybe I can get it in here or there, um, and that's where like it, it's to me it's easy to convey to somebody like, you know, how they could do it in their personal life. You know, it's like that, uh, what's an hour and a half is 6% of your day, you know, but one hour is 4%. You know, so if you look at it in, that, in those terms, like, yes, sometimes it's hard for us to compartmentalize and to do those things like one, two, three, or we've all got a lot of stuff going on. But to me, if you look at, you know, people who, who um capitalize on the, you know, making their day as like logistically comfortable as they possibly can, while still getting as much work done as possibly can, you know, it, it's a good example, you know, to be like, well, if I can, you know, get in, get my work day in still figure out some way to train here and there, then still b- babysit my son at night, and do this and do that, you know, it's definitely possible for your ever average any day person to get some type of physical activity. And, and what that might be like a 10 minute walk just here and there throughout the day. But people should be doing more. I tend to find that people that do more things, like things like this tend to be a, a heck of a, a lot less depressed
2: in their lives. Absolutely. you know, I mean, I mean, I have two kids myself and people think they need to spend a lot of time with their kids and that takes away from their workout, but we've added in where, you know, I just do a workout with my kids they love yeah. it they have so much fun they're like oh yeah hanging out with mom and dad and we're doing you know activity yeah. or we're at a playground and even if you're take your kids to a playground i see a lot of parents just sitting on the sides doing nothing you know i'm out there running around playing tag with all the kids running around like a nutcase and it's like this is
0: my cardio for Like the- yeah we both actually have right. bmx bites which is just crazy other parents look at us like we're insane we're out there on you know adult-sized bmx bikes just jamming. He has a yeah. two inch BMX. I have a custom 20 and we're just, you know, jamming with the kids. And it's cool when you see another parent that does that too, you know, and they nod to right. like, yeah, man, you know what you're doing. You're doing it right. Yeah. We got a, our,
3: that's the thing with this with our generation is we should be those kind of parents that still have, like, I still got my diamondback, um, BMX bike that I, you oh, know, I from know. when I was younger, I still still ride that thing around. Awesome. I got a got a couple skateboards. I got a, a longboard that I keep in the brewing room. Again, if if there's any downtime, I'm doing something random. So like I'll be the staff will be out back smoking cigarettes and I come whipping by on the on the longboard, you know, yeah. or you know, just little things like that. That if if you can be the cool involved person, why not? You know, exactly. it, you it, it's more fun for kids, in my opinion, to have the the cool parents that you know get involved, have and and you know we are we're like the rad generation right you know so we should Enjoy. if we were watching rad yeah. in the day we should definitely be riding the bmx bikes with the kids now you know
0: <laughs> yeah we even make uh people ride our little 10 inch mini bmx bikes in our medleys
2: we got uh, yeah very medleys. nice yeah there you go there you go <laughs> make definitely up. do some uh, jumps in your brew room with that thing you had a 10-inch bmx bike <laughs> yeah those mini ones yeah Yeah.
3: that'd be fun that'd be fun every when there's nobody in the restaurant every now and again i'll take like the longboard out and do some things that i probably shouldn't but you know
2: but i mean like child at heart like you're saying being that cool parent but i think the you know on a serious note your kids get accustomed to you being there and being able to trust you and when it actually matters and they need to talk to you they're going to come to you and if you're I think so, you know, a lot more likely to do that. So
3: yeah, if you're absent, they're not necessarily gonna be as, as prone. I you know, I think I think that's the thing too, is like when you can still still hold those like values up of like, you know, yeah, you can and can't do these things, and I'm still the the you know in charge and I'm gonna guide you the right way. But at the same time, if you're a friend, you know, moving forward when they're in the you know, in those ages where they need to tell you something or they're in their teens even and they need to call you for something that's maybe even more serious exactly. you know that they're probably going to be more likely to do that and and i find you know most of the time when i'm i'm working out my my little dudes in here and if you can find just something you know it can be working out you know he he likes to lift grip implements and stuff you know and they tend to know what to do with them before you even tell them they're kind of self-evident you know so yeah. if i if i get like a dumbbell ready for him like something that's 10 pounds or we got some smaller kettlebells he'll do a similar lift to what you're doing or or he'll this guy will even sit down on the um on the bench and if it's especially an incline and he'll have these like little two pound dumbbells that he's doing incline presses with that's awesome and he's made me he's made me film him because he knows that i do do the filming sometimes so he's like all right
2: Take a picture of me, Dada. All right. Yeah, I mean my kids—they both, kidding. they both stone carry, and they're like, "We want a rock named after ourselves, and you better record it and put it on Insta." So
3: yeah, yeah, you got all those awesome names on them, so you got to have the kids for their own. Absolutely. That's sweet. Well, it'll make them want to carry them that much more too. You know, if you exactly. that getting getting them involved in those extra extracurricular activities. um is so much easier if you personalize it or if you're doing it with them or if they can lift a similar thing as you. I, I have some um, wall balls and, and uh, uh, medicine balls that are lighter that are for him, you know, and so we can do like run down, you know, grab this and carry it back and I'm carrying a sandbag and he's got like a six pound wall ball, you know, or some, something like that, you know, that's it's you're still keeping that uh, that interest there um and i don't even think they really know half the time that they're working out you know they're just playing you know
1: well, so I like it's,
2: uh, I like it's trying to tire flip race my daughter when she has like a 10 pound tire and i have the 600 pound yeah. tire out i'm like <laughs> yeah this is gonna be interesting let's see if i can even get this six or seven times but it's probably
3: a similar you know weight distribution you know they're so at that age they're not like that strong yet you know so i'm sure they're and they don't have any of the technique a lot of times, you know, they're it, but it's, it's, it's cute too. You know, it's just, it's so much fun to to watch them do something that we love, you know, and, and for them to be having fun doing it too, you know, really, um, really makes me like, that's what, a lot of times when I'll get some of these uh, fitness books and stuff, um, Brooks Cubic, I was getting a lot of his books, The the guy that does dinosaur training, and every time I'd have him sign them for like me and the little dude. So then because they're going to get passed on to him anyway, you know, whether whether he likes it or not, you know, he's getting them. So if it'll have that much more nostalgia or he'll just be like, Dad, why would you have this guy put my name in here? You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which too. Do. Like, I don't care either way, you know, whether he if he continues liking this stuff, great. If he wants to do something else, that's that's what I'm into, too. You know, I mean, I. Basically, as long as he can be passionate about something, that's what I that's what I like. You know, so Absolutely. that's how I always was. It was like, hey, you either need uh two athletics or two extracurricular activities or get a job, you know. And that to me, that's pretty good, pretty good uh social building, you know, building those skills that you need.
2: Definitely kept me out of trouble playing sports and trying to make money. Yeah you know 12 yep. months all the neighborhoods and doing whatever
3: you know right that's the way to be you know like that way that way you're still you're learning that that team ethic whether you're in the job or you're in the you know in the sport you know like and the thing about too is like whether you're in an individual sport or you're in a team sport you're still part of a team your individual effort still benefits the team in the meet. you know so whether you're doing wrestling football gymnastics. To me they're all beneficial you know and it could be chorus uh the play the musical any of that stuff as well you know i find that stuff to be just as uh beneficial to, to team skill building as sports tend to be nice. now i i was the kind of guy that liked the, all that stuff so if i could be in it and it was extracurricular and it wasn't necessarily academic that's well that's how i was in <laughs>
0: sometimes i think those stage performances are even more uh nerve-wracking man because people are, are really yeah. watching what you're doing at that point
3: in well, the blocking for for stage stuff because it's not just learning your lines it's learning the blocking and where you got to walk like walk center stage left blah 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 that stuff's hard to remember you know while you're trying to be like look cool and potentially sing good or whatever you're doing, you know? Like that yeah, stuff
0: one mistake on the stage everybody sees it. You make a mistake on the football field, you know, nobody really knows this most of the time. Yeah, that, that one play, you know, maybe. Right. No,
3: yeah, everybody definitely sees it. Even the the uh stage work, you know, for the the set building and that kind of okay. stuff that's team activity, the the stage crew that's running the lights and making sure all that's working. You know, I find that it. I think you're right. It probably is more nerve wracking and and harder because you got like, OK, we got three chances to get this right. And every night's got to be perfect after we've worked on this for two months. You know, so hopefully I did a forensic play when I was in high school where it was uh, you set you build the set, Do a play and break down the set in 45 minutes. um, And it's a competition. And uh, we did Oedipus Rex. And it was, and I happened to be Oedipus. And it's like me doing monologues for 45 minutes and insane blocking. And you're wearing these Greek masks where you can't see anything. And it was hard. And then you get critiqued afterwards and they tell you how big of a piece of shit you were. You (laughs) 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 You know, like you really, really and they have the lines in front of them you know the judges do so they're like man you really fucked up that line on uh you know page 42. <laughs> you only got three words out of that paragraph right 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 that
2: uh that 20 line monologue that you had there <laughs> i was a but dry it athlete is and in high school and a strong man and i still think the hardest thing was probably musical theater because i did that as well and right. I, I was way more nervous about musical theater than going out and playing three different sports or, you know, waiting right. in the gym and I'm That's, like,
3: has got to do what? <laughs> yeah, I never had a problem doing the, doing, like, on my football team, I tended to be a leader, you know, like, I'd be out there screaming at people, yelling, you know, I played most sides of the ball, you know, both, you know, all the years that I was in, um, track was something that I did for football. You know, I love to do all that stuff, but I definitely think that that musical theater was harder, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I think, I think, too, we grow up learning so much about those sports, you know, And you're in them for longer, you know, like junior high, you got foot, you're starting with football, you got all the teams for that. And maybe you did Pop Warner when you were in, you know, elementary school or whatever, um, you know, and, and so you have all this basis for, you know, knowing and and potentially you're even doing the same, uh, you're in the same position, you know. So. I, I was in similar positions through most of my my football career for sure um you know boom you pop into a play or, or into chorus or something and you're you know they're throwing you all over the place so yeah. it's just any of that any of that kind of stuff i i find to be great team building I, I can tell as an employer um who usually hasn't done anything in their like childhood or in their school you know like i'm like they're they're very they're not as easy to to teach, um, and they tend to just not understand that that team uh, effort, you know. And when you're running, especially running a restaurant or anything, it's a that's a full team effort that starts in the back of the house and goes out to the front. If people aren't gelling and or they're having a bad day, everybody's having a bad day, you know. So it's something you notice in in people. It, and it's something that I would have never thought of you know, as a young person that as a, you know, somebody in my thirties that I'd be noticing it as a, you know, a business owner and employer that, that, you know, we're, you know, I'm seeing, wow, this stuff that, that I did, you know, extracurricularly actually benefited me, you know, leaps and bounds in my, you know, uh, post high school life, you know, so hopefully people keep pushing that kind of stuff, you know, that's, that's something that I want to do,
2: whether it be the. Just tell them to, uh, the, hmm? to watch that uh, 24 hours to hell and back with Gordon Ramsey. They'll find out how much, uh, you know, running a restaurant's a team effort. And <laughs> those guys, <laughs> oh find out if they weren't running, they're, they're not going <laughs> to like the result.
3: It's a rough business, man. I would love to get that guy in my restaurant one of these days. It would, he'd probably just make me cry, you know? I. He would be yelling at me for all the stuff that other people are doing, and then I would try to make an excuse for why. And then he'd be like, "This is your restaurant." <laughs> yeah. I would Who's love that chef. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just masochistic like that. I, get, I just want to meet him and have him berate me. You know,
0: <laughs> beach on the arm wrestling table and just laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like he he looks like he works out a little bit. I don't. He might be able to take me. You know he's
3: been shopping for years
2: Yeah, exactly (laughs) you never know best part he's actually one of the nicest dudes too outside of you know his tv shows and all
3: that when he's not trying to get people to like actually fix their stuff and they're being so resistant to it he does he seems to be such a nice guy and really it seems to like he genuinely wants to help people like on a hotel hells and yeah. and kitchen nightmares and stuff it seems like he genuinely wants to help people so i mean he he might berate them, but he hangs out after they you know yell back at him so exactly that, that does seem to be the case but yeah it's 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 very cool uh crazy how i'm seeing you know things like like those you know things that are team building you know team skill building um, in your early parts of life, how they affect people, you know, in the latter parts of life and, and how they really make a better um, employee, you know, and it and it doesn't matter to me whether it be athletics or it be arts, you're, you know, you're getting that somewhere, you know, so now, it's not to say that I don't believe that we shouldn't all be doing some type of athletics or some type of physical activity, because that's basically why we're talking. I I think that you know, um, what you guys are doing as far as like, you know, pushing this forward and, you know, making this kind of information available for people. I think that's super, super important because it's, it's a lot of it, especially like grip sport and stuff like that. You kind of got to get into that. Like it's a rabbit hole for sure. But once you find it, there's a ton of information there. Um, And, you know, the more people chat like this, the more that information can kind of be out in the open and it's easier to access for people. You know, Um, I think I randomly, when I found out about Grip Sport was, I was watching uh, the Joe Rogan experience in like 2017 and he was talking to somebody about captains of uh, of crushed grippers. And then through that, I just, you know, was like, oh, let's, I was intrigued by that. And then I found out more about Grip Sport and its relation to, you know like world's strongest man and some of these guys like brian shaw and and things like that and then i was like oh man i'm i'm in i'm hooked and i believe that might be the same year that Mufu and tom started doing more of that their grip stuff so that kind of enticed me at the same time we're like oh i've just found out about it now these guys are doing it again or doing doing it 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 gave me like more of a it gave me more access to it i guess you know so um me being someone who likes those out of the box crazy kind of things I was like hey here we go this is something that I'm really intrigued by I was building my garage gym um I started in 2015 my wife and I bought our bought the house that we're currently in um and I got my weightlifting equipment that I'd had at my parents house for you know like 10 years you know so um once I got that stuff started you know started with like a cheap squat rack um then sold that and got a better power rack um and and you know then it kind of just spiraled into what it is today and i have this awesome workspace out in my garage um and and there's another place where it really doesn't give me an excuse you know it's it's right here if you know if i can get my son out there and get him playing or get us you know get us out out there doing something then i have the opportunity to lift and whether it be i get in a full hour and a half or i get out there and i get a half an hour in and i get just bench press done at least you know you're out there you're getting your blood pumping you know you're getting getting movement you know what do they say a body in motion stays in motion you know so i i tend to and and as i said earlier it it helps me um mentally immensely immensely so you know it's just some place where i can tune out you know the weights are always you know the weights you know they're never they're never going to be uh anything but you know 200 pounds is always 200 pounds whether or not you know it doesn't it doesn't matter so they're always going to be consistent in that way you know and whether or not you're feeling it that day or not you can always get something done some days i just do recovery work, and I'll do a lot of Indian club stuff or, or, you know, some light plate curls or something like that. And some days I I started in January, I started another um, powerlifting program, you know, so I wanted to get some of those numbers back because I was feeling pretty lacking and in my squat. And, uh, you know, my deadlift wasn't quite where I wanted it to be. So And, and thanks, thanks for muscle memory, I within you know, that first month, I was able to jump pretty much back to where I want to be, you know, so it's just it's so much fun to, uh, to get on Instagram and see where everybody's at. And to, uh, you know, be able to challenge myself based on, you know, sometimes other people's accomplishments or sometimes just see where I'm at, where I've been. I have some some uh, uh, old weightlifting books that I like to go back in and see where I was in 2019, see where I was in 2018. Sometimes I'll go back and I'll be like, oh yeah, I was hurt there. You know, that's why this was going on in my life, or that's where this was going on in my life. Sometimes it's almost like a journal where yeah, I've absolutely. written other other things that have happened to me in my life. So it's nice to be able to use weightlifting as kind of like a gauge where you're at as well. You know?
2: Definitely. So we got a series of rapid fire questions we're gonna just shoot at you real quick. Um, what do you consider your greatest athletic achievement? Oh, man. I would
3: say probably tearing a deck of cards was probably the most exciting thing for me when I did it. Like, it was something that I was really looking forward to doing and really working hard on. And when I did it, it was very, very exciting. I think so far that would be it.
2: Yeah, I I'm not gonna be six eight and 400 pounds like we said. So I think I was gonna go into fruit and like rip apples and fresh walnuts or something, because yeah. they look
3: right, good. right. <laughs> yeah, they're just super fun. You know? Like the things that are are uh, out of the box and fun. Like it's I you know I I don't have any crazy crazy like you know competition style numbers on on my lifts, um, but some of these I. The, the um Pluto that John Oka made I had done um 13 or 14 pounds on it I can't remember that was pretty exciting as well that thing is so hard to lift it's cra- like crazy hard to lift yeah so that's another that's that's another fun one but I think the out of the box ones are more fun for me um as far as like milestones you know
2: So what, uh, on the opposite end of that, what is your greatest blunder, blooper, and or injury?
3: Either, it's either a couple, so a couple years ago when I first got into the grippers, um, I felt my hand kind of off, and then I said to myself, oh, I'll just do a couple more reps, and it was, it wasn't even on a hard gripper. I think it was on like a one or something, but my hand was not feeling it, and I, um, really hurt one of my flexor tendons uh, in my right hand. And ever since I have had tons of issues with my right hand. And the second one would probably be last month where I was basically ready. I I was having a great night of bending um, and I bent like a, a G5 uh, nail. And then I bent a quarter inch, uh, like six inch uh, quarter inch square stock. Um, I bent that relatively easy. And I was chatting with Don Cummings and I've been, you know, getting kind of some critiques from him and stuff. And he was like, Hey, just go for the red nail. And I was ready for it. I felt ready for it. I was feeling good. I hit it once felt a little bend, hit it again. And my whole right hand, the extensors in the back of it just did this weird popping action. And I have not been the same since. So that might actually be the worst blunder because I was feeling so ready to go. And I had that other card certification like a couple days away. And I was, I've just been like, I was on a high and probably at a high point, and especially for my training in the last year, and just somehow destroyed that hand. But through, through like hot and cold therapy, doing a lot of that um, and using it, you know, not heavily, but using it often um i think i'm i'm getting back there i can you know i can tear decks of cards without pain um i've been doing some some steel snapping and stuff so i've been doing like some bare-handed um like three sixteenth stuff where i'm you know bending some and then i'm I, the other day i was snapping it bare-handed um uh, trying to get my, the, my hand strong again um so hopefully i'll be back we'll see I, the worst part about it is I didn't feel like I was pushing it that day. You know, like I, it's, it's like, man, I, I was so ready to rock. I should have, it should have been done. Should have been good done and over with in the book. So hopefully in the next couple of months, I'll be back there.
2: Definitely. So, uh, what is one of your current major athletic goals?
3: Currently it's the red nail. It's that got dang blasted red nail, you know? put me down i'm coming back you know i'm i got a vendetta this
2: guy, you know i got it i got can give secrets on the red nail for sure yeah i, I know after, been- I,
3: after i after bend you were saying that that's probably the point where i should have definitely kept going you know the that's the hard spot
0: yeah absolutely but- You're at the point where uh where i was getting stuck but i think my biggest thing was technique i was doing it all wrong and I got a little bit of yeah. you know, narrative from uh, Josh Goldrup, and that made a huge difference for me. Now, I've only done it in yeah, double think- wraps, though. So I admit that I've only done the red mm-hmm. and double wraps. So I, I don't know how it is in single wraps, but I, I don't know. I haven't right. anything really hurt my hand in single wraps at all. Not The square doesn't really give me any pain in single wraps. So I think I could probably do right. it in single wraps. I just haven't done it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I seem to have good technique. Um, I that's why I was talking to Don, sending Don some some videos and stuff, you know. So, um, I I think that either it it being at the end of my session, that maybe my hand just was a little off, or or maybe those tendons weren't there, you know. Maybe they weren't ready for it yet, you know. So, um, maybe I need maybe I needed that, and uh, you know this this building this next building session will hopefully get me there. And I got. Uh, I just signed up for uh Don's having the Michigan uh steel benders championship in uh May. So I'll go there and it'll either be I can't compete because I'm weak sauce and I suck, or it'll be I uh I can compete and hopefully I'm back I'm back at that red nail and I'm uh ready to rock. You know, so either way it'll be a nice learning experience. You know, I'll get to talk to some some you know elite guys and, and get some tips and pointers and I'm looking forward to that for sure.
0: That's awesome. We're hoping to head down to Texas in October for King Kong.
3: Nice, and nice. Going to, Go to Adam's spot. Guys. That'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd be super sweet because that group of guys are all really strong. Yeah. Yeah. And like crazy. crazy. Well, you you can hear know, all kinds Isaac- of too. Right, Isaac's one of the newer guys to that group, and he's just he just started doing this stuff he's outrageously strong unbelievable yeah he's
0: yeah he's, exactly he's, so that's what we're hoping uh we saw that he got an inch and he was right. in it and hardly any time so we, we yeah, have an inch coming in the next couple months and we're hoping that, to get that sucker up you know
2: pretty quickly so we'll see there you go funny thing yeah so at, that's awesome i look at somebody like isaac and then you look at somebody like adam and it's just like Wait a second, Adam blows Isaac out of the water and he just looks like a normal dude that just walks around like right. fine, but let me tell you what I can do. And yeah, well,
3: Adam Adam's been doing it for so long, and he just seems to have like like in watching him talk to you guys, he really knows his body and knows how to train so well that he seems to just progress, really. Yeah, you know, he's always progressing. Whereas I feel like me personally, I don't I don't I don't know if it's my training style or if I'm that prone to injury or what, but it's like every year I have like a crazy setback of some sort or or what you yeah. know. I don't know if it's me, I
0: think my work kind of or what in head about longevity a little bit. Um, because uh, I haven't gotten injured doing any of the bending stuff but, and I don't have much of a grip background, except I played with grippers for a long time. You can ask this guy, Uh, I was able to close a two and a half like in my early twenties and never really progressed Mm -hmm. beyond that, but I could still close a two and a half, you know, in my late twenties and my early thirties, no problem. Um, And I just started getting into bending and now I'm 36 and I just started getting into bending and no problem with wrist pain, no problem with hand pain. And I think it's because I played with those for a long Mm -hmm. time. Probably probably. I mean that makes sense getting that
3: tendon thickness in your early 20s, you know? I mean it's not like your tendons are going to shrink over time. You know, they're going to probably they're going to retain that. So that makes sense getting getting into it like that. And I see for me, I've always had an issue with grippers and, and uh you know, especially after that that first time of hurting my uh my flexor tendon in my in my index finger, um since then I'm like touch and go. Now my left hand is great all the time. And I'm, I'm left-handed, maybe that's why, you know, that that more use throughout my life. My right hand and really my right arm in general, um, gets hurt, arm wrestling, my right hand. My right hand has always had, I, I uh, in high school, I was doing dumbbell bench press. I swung them to the floor and somebody had left a, a dumbbell on the floor before me. So I smashed off my, the tip of my index finger, you know. Just, I've had, I've had a lot of issues like that, you know, with with my right arm or my right hand. Where and that was nasty. That was awful. Yeah, it's funny. I got like a, what a weird, like a weird looking. This one's kind of weird. Yeah, that might kind of
0: greatest blunder <laughs> <out there>. <laughs>
3: We got it back together you know but it was it was real nasty plus it was me and a bunch of younger kids in the gym so there you know i lifted up my hand and it's my fingers dangling off oh. with the bone sticking out and no one wanted to give me a ride to the hospital the everybody everybody's like all right where's your car keys and i was like here's the deal guys i, I have no know. gas in my car we're going to have to stop at the gas station if we get, you know, if we go in my car. I need somebody to take me
0: to the hospital. Yeah, now. My finger's yeah. not on.
3: Yeah, luckily I'm like a calm guy when I get hurt. I usually just I'm like mad about it, you know, like I'm just frustrated that I got hurt. I don't like going into shock or freak out or anything. So at the time I, you know, I just kind of held my finger. <laughs> held it. my finger under that nice brown uh paper towel that, that's in the you know school bathrooms and yep. stuff. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Got take got taken to the hospital and sewed
2: back together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, I guess I'll have to train my left hand then if we come out and arm wrestle, so it could be you know fun to are yeah. yeah, sure. strong. Right. Than you.
3: That's what I always do. Like if I lose, if I if I uh win right-handed or lose right-handed, I'm like, hey, just so you know I'm left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> it's my It's oh yeah, I probably would have probably would have beat you lefty, but uh
0: <laughs> So uh what are some uh, habits you subscribe to that benefit the average person trying to get healthy and fit? Some what kind of habits? Lifestyle habits. Lifestyle habits? Yeah.
3: Um I think routine is is a great thing. You know, so trying to have a routine as best as possible, wake up at a similar time, go to bed at a similar time, you know, try to try to eat at a similar time or eat when you're hungry. I know for a lot of people in that intuitive eating isn't isn't super, uh, and it's super intelligent way to go. Um, for me, it tends to work because if I'm working, I'm not really hungry, you know? Um, so, you know, usually I'm just rocking and then by the end of it, I'm like, okay, time to eat. Um, so I think routine is a great thing. Um, trying to make that time that you're going to go work out a similar time and doing it whether you want to or not. I mean that tends to be the thing that holds people back is I think they think that people that work out or that you know lift or whatever I think they think that they always want to do it and they're always ready and rearing to go no matter what and you know they've got to realize that no sometimes you just do it because you have to. You know, you got to sometimes and sometimes on those crappy days where you're feeling awful and you don't want to do it you get into the weight room and you have a great day in the weight room and now your day is going five times better than it was before so i think i think that's really beneficial is to do it whether you want to or not now obviously you got to feel how you're feeling and some days you might take an extra day but make sure that you make up that same day the next you know, I think that's that's very important. Um, and, and another another thing that we already talked about is get your, get your family involved, get your kids involved, get your friends involved. You know, the more you can make it a group effort, um, the more you're going to want to do it. You know, I think that's really important. And if your kids are involved with, you know, it's, it's all the stuff we talked about earlier where they're going to have that much more trust in you, that much more faith in you, you're spending more time with them you know you're plus you're kind of shedding layers as you're as you're working out you know you're not you're not you you sh- you know you break yourself down a little bit more to me and you know you show maybe a little bit more of yourself or maybe a little bit more of your emotion or or whatever you know you're you're giving you're giving yourself a little bit more you know so if you can be on that level with your kids or your family and friends i think that's a that's another way to bond you know and another way to you know be there for each other to be cheering each other on you know i've always i know some people are um uh you know shy about that kind of stuff but i think even the shy people you know if you're doing a lap around the track and you have somebody cheering you on you know saying go sweetie or go whatever it's gonna make you go a little bit faster you know or or whatever
0: yeah I like what you said earlier so i think um, that's
3: i think that's kind of, another important yeah. thing is involving your-
0: involving your family yeah, i think that's huge and this guy's involved with his kids all the time and and uh what uh corey's now getting into right. it our yeah. sister's uh fiance is getting into it now and it's just freaking awesome yeah getting everybody involved um yeah you <laughs> said you know that not everybody loves that's- working out but you got to do it and that reminds me of the whole muhammad ali quote suffer now and be a champion forever and, uh, you know, exactly like, yeah, if you suffer now once you've been that red nail, you're a red nail bender forever, man. You know? That's right. It, exactly. I'm, that exactly. Three. I'm a number three closer forever. So, yeah, it's a that's big the thing. thing. That's the great thing about it is once you've done
3: it, you've done it. No one can take it away from you, you know? And, and it's all about that journey to get there. You know, it's the, you know, how hard you worked and the, and the blood, sweat, and tears. Only, you know, sometimes your your training partner knows how, what it what it took, but you definitely know what it took to get there, and it means all that that much, you know, when you've done it. So I think it's all about that the journey. The journey is what makes anything good, anyway, right? It's the anticipation. Sometimes, sometimes the things that that we talk about the most were the hardest things that we did. That, like, really at the time we thought were terrible, you know, but then you look back on it, and you're like, oh man, that was so hard when we did that and blah blah blah. That's the moment you talk about the most. You know, it's those, it's the adversity that makes the 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 win worthwhile. You know, if everything's just easy and handed to you all the time, you're never gonna appreciate anything. You know, so it's Absolutely. it's going through the adversity of this stuff, you know, and, and with when you're talking about this kind of stuff like tearing a deck of cards or grip or or bending steel. It's literally putting your mind away from the the intense pain a lot of times that these things cause, you know, and and putting yourself in another place and knowing that on the other end you're going to be okay. You know, that this isn't going to even even if you hurt your, you know, tendons or tear a muscle or break a, a bone or whatever, you're still going to be alive on the other end but if you achieve it you know you're going to be that much cooler in your own eyes or in whoever's eyes you know whatever whatever your your goal may be you know i think it's i think that the adversity or the journey of it's
0: just as important as the goal itself
1: yeah for sure
0: especially the whole pain tolerance and stuff um it's a really good point because we mentioned earlier that in grip we get to see people's character a little more there's not like a specific yeah. mentality for grip or mentality for strongman. You see all kinds of different characters in strongman, all kinds of different characters in grip. Whereas in other power strike, right. there might be like a specific mentality involved. And I think that you see, yeah, mm-hmm. you definitely see different methods of overcoming adversity in grip and strongman. So um speaking of that... Hey, speaking of uh like alternative techniques what kind of weird techniques or training like alternative methods of training have you used that have significantly helped your performance
3: i would say um sandbag training big time okay so kegs kegs and sandbags um as far as like the, those kind of unorthodox yeah, lists, about I really,
0: that's one thing we actually we don't have a big sandbag we've been thinking about that
3: there are um,
1: there's awesome Do it like
0: at least like and the whole thing about rock like 100 pounds like, get a little uncomfortable straining like crazy with them because they're a rock right right
3: the sandbag isn't so pokey you know like yeah, it's, exactly. it's got the same kind of unorthodox lift as the rock you know and i love stones for that reason um but that's where kegs and uh and sandbags um you don't you're not necessarily gonna poke yourself or hurt yourself like you might with a stone and i love stones i love stones on they're on the same level to me um but i love having uh some big sandbags um i use like the 50 pound bags of from for grain i i double and triple those up and put about around 100 or so pounds of sand in those i bought a crazy big sandbag that i've got uh 250 pounds in nice. um and I'll do almost like like atlas stone lifts onto I have some uh some big whiskey barrels that I keep in my brewing room okay. or in, out of my brewing room in my in my gym um and I lift them onto that um okay. right. so uh that kind of stuff I find to be so beneficial doing uh like uh clean and jerks with a hundred pounds of uh of sand or or a hundred pound to hundred and forty pound keg, is so hard, especially like a keg because the water's shifting to one side. So you almost want to hold it. You want to hold it at an angle. Um, those kind of things I think have really benefited me. It's got that same kind of concept of. I it's I love kettlebells too, as far as being like a little bit unorthodox as well. Something that that you can do multiple things with. Um, you know those those kind of like desert island um like what would i want on a desert island i could i could just get a get an nylon bag and throw some sand in it and do whatever and you could do incremental training with it if you want you know go to from 40 pounds to 100 so on and so forth you can do curls with them you know you can do all kinds of stuff actually part of my program that i started in january it's it's a powerlifting program but it also includes sandbag barrel and uh some body weight training. So when I get bored with with some of those lifts, I just throw in some other some type of, you know, I'll do like AMRAP, uh 100 pound um sandbag cleaning jerks, you know, and and just do one set of them, you know, until and do it at the end of the workout till I'm about ready to cry. You know, and so it's that kind of that <laughs> so, kind of thing. It's it's that's us beneficial. You know, you do it till you're till you're uh yeah. Your breath uh stings until your uh, you know your heart's pounding out of your chest, and then hey, i there. I'm ready to be ready to go in, you know. So yeah.
0: I think I think ice th- or something.
3: <laughs> right, right, exactly. Go for like a nice cold shower. I got
2: well water, man. That shower is cold. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. So I do I the Vim Hof method. I, gotta, <laughs> I I gotta ask do you, uh, farmers carry pinch grip style grain bags just for the hell of it when you got to move them like 100 feet you just grab like two different uh grain bags every now and again and then just carry it to wherever it needs to go like 55 pound farmer's walk with a pinch grip
3: i've definitely done some of that kind of stuff i'll 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 pinch them and throw them you know either two at a time or you know i love to make that stuff into a workout you know so it's definitely something i've done before they're not easy to carry like that that hurts your fingertips bad. It's yeah. and after you carry a ton of them, your hands start getting kind of tired. So they start kind of peeling your nails back. You know, if you really start, you know, lifting, you know, and moving them, they start to peel your nails back a little bit after so long. But I like it. I, th- I think they're fun. I think they're fun to to play with and to just be able to show somebody, you know, that you. I mean, fifty pounds is is one thing. A hundred is another, but Putting that over your head can can be a pretty good feat, yeah. As well, you know, it's like the cement bags. I was talking to to uh, another guy on on here. uh, I think what's his name? It's uh, his name's Paul McAlpine. Um, He's an uh, an English guy. It's his name's just your average gripster or something like that that on Instagram. Um, I I always chat back and forth with him, and he was uh, he was talking about how tradesmen in England, uh, you know, have different challenges of lifting these different bags of cement and stuff over their head, both two-handed and one-handed. Um, you know, because we, we were talking about it. the other day I posted I, I had to get this uh keg on top of two other cat two other stacks of kegs. So I was building uh keg castles. Nice. And it was a you know getting a, a full keg up that high over your head is not super easy. So we were having a chat about that. And I thought it was cool that other tradesmen have similar kind of things that they're doing i just do it on my own by myself you yeah. know but very cool that other tradesmen are having those kind of competitions and stuff with each other
2: yeah work work at a very cool syrup plant right now and you'll have to grab like a two and a half gallon or five gallon bag of syrup in a box and somebody will ask for it and i'll grab it the weirdest way one-handed and it's just like a two and a half gallon box and just hand it to them and, and they just grab and it man, cook, and and like, like, what the hell did you just do <laughs> oh here just take it those are we got
3: pop machines at we got a pop machine at the brewery you know so i i carry those big boxes of uh of syrup downstairs man those are big boxes
2: yeah
0: that's a strong grip. so
2: i do the two and a half ones, so they're like 26 pounds but he just handed to him some weird way Still. It's weird with the big ones in there like, <laughs> <laughs> so that would, you know, well, they
0: don't know how heavy it is. is. Yeah. Movement for sure. So yeah, like right. you said about yeah. the um awkward, like liquid filled and dynamic stuff, we were just talking about pinching syrup, so I wanted to comment on that. Um, a lot of those lifts, what they really do for you is they check your ego, you know, and they make sure that you lift an amount that's really not going to yeah. injure you. And I think that's huge. You yeah. earlier you have these, these power lifting goals of certain numbers. Like, I have a goal of I only want to deadlift 500 pounds. If I ever get to that, I'm just going to rep 500 pounds. And the same thing with like squats, I right. have like a certain goal I'm going to do and, and bench. And I think if you set realistic goals and you don't, you know, if you're not competing, why do you need to lift an absurd weight, first of all? And those right. right? Those goals basically will keep you, you know, set on, on continuing to lift and continuing to progress without fear of a huge injury. Yeah right yeah just maintain i mean that's still
3: a great you know get to those lifts where you want to be like i i kind of the same way i don't have that spotter you know so for me you know i'll throw if i as long as i can rep like you know two two plates on the bench you know i'm pretty good with that you know i don't need to if i can do 225 for a few reps and feel comfortable i and and still have the safeties up on my power rack you know so i'm not Myself while my son's in here, you know that that to me is is a great maintenance weight, you know where I know I'm at a level where I'm still fairly strong, I'm still able to do you know all my grip stuff and, and whatever and and like you said, if I'm never gonna be a world strongest man or a world champion power power lifter, why am I gonna risk myself hurting myself and and then you're gonna probably keep yourself out of the grip stuff that you really love, you know so. To me, if I'm going to hurt myself, it's going to be doing like a red nail bend or a, you know, crazy card tear or something like that, that is my actual certification goal or something like that. You know, to me, it makes a little more sense and it's a little more tangible than within like a power lift or something like that, where, and especially with the, with these odd implements, because real like with a keg or something like that. I mean that you don't want to drop that on yourself. You're going to have, you're going to have a bad time. You know exactly you're really
0: definitely bad. gonna have a bad time. So it would make you train in a way at that Atlas stone pressing this year in the strongman competitions. I was shocked to see them pressing Atlas stones above their head. I was like, Why are they doing
2: this? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason it's... that just reminded me when you I'm good said, on it. I don't... That. <laughs> You you just reminded me when he said uh you're gonna have a bad time. It's like if you French fry instead of pizza, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs>
3: Uh, you're gonna have a bad time. That's right. It's an Aspen episode of South Park, man. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got some. You got some shit over there. <laughs> you got some shit on you, man.
2: I love that. Episode. Absolutely. Um, That's
3: like my probably like top ten South Park. Episodes.
2: <laughs> I think one of my favorite is uh, y- you got about three fifty. Yeah, three fifty. Got about three fifty. The Loch Ness Monster. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Loch Ness Monster, man.
0: <laughs> you know, Girl Scout, that's the Loch Ness Monster.
2: the damn Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Woman, I told you not to give that damn Loch Ness Monster a 350. He's going to come back every day now.
0: It's going to be hilarious. Anybody <laughs> that listens to this and has no idea what we're referring to in this whole minute of this.
1: <laughs> Just us talking about 350
2: and the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> thats right. Are you Love it. But uh, I told him. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the lifting, you know, not absurd numbers. You know, I've always had a goal. It's an ultimate goal of being able to uh, overall lift fifteen hundred pounds. But I'm not sure if I'll ever be able to bench five hundred. So you know, I'll go for it.
1: You know, keep working towards it. So right.
2: Fourteen oh five would be awesome because then I could do four oh five on the bench. And that's been a huge goal of mine. But I know like, I'll be able to deadlift five right. and squat five, but that bench, I'm not going to go up to 600 to get the 15 overall. I got to get it by doing all five. Yeah. That's a big bench. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something else. Whew. So that's my ultimate goal. You can get it. I know. I'll and then next year, you I'll probably get, be able to get four or five, and then I'll just keep going from there. We need a neat
0: experiment to see if a guy that never deadlifts more than 500 or, or squats more than 500 can also work up to a 500 bench. It's kind of a neat experiment. Yeah. Because my
2: strength. That would be super cool to games. see. Like five five. five yeah. Further. I'll go for it. That's a cool experiment i think i think in a year i should be able yeah. to do 405 do it so we'll go from there he is pretty good on bench he did three over 350 at 17
0: in high school at a body weight of 170 pounds
3: oh, wow you got i mean you got a really stocky upper body you know you look you look like you can put up some weight
2: for sure for well, sure Both Definitely go like for it. Put up some <laughs> so if you could start your training all over again with the knowledge you have today, what would you change?
3: I would have done grip stuff a long time ago, especially for like my high school football training. I think the grips of, I was a I was a pulling offensive guard. Um okay. and I always had a, a big squat in high school. Um, but I just think, you know, as far as like grabbing somebody by the numbers, yeah. having your hands in there and being able to move them where you want to go and you know I mean yeah the the pulling and pushing is is always paramount to that and that's something they really push in high school athletics but the the grip would and and leverage stuff I mean all of that I think that would really really elevate high school athletes the the bigger faster stronger programs that they really push now are great um I really like that five by five training style and, and all that stuff and and using the big three but I think if they interjected uh some of this awesome grip training uh stuff whether it be like just the like the Bruce Lee style you know grip closing machine or or you know getting grippers in high schools getting even just sledgehammers and stuff in there or fat fat grip implements I think doing that kind of stuff would elevate athletes and and give them that base for the future you know so I think that you know, because I didn't do it in my 20s, you know, for the last six or so years, I've really been playing catch up again, you know, and, and yeah, I have that base from high school for some of the powerlifting stuff, but I think having that that grip base, when you see people who have done grappling sports or the, who have done farming or things like that, when they do regular power sports, they tend to be elevated right away.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, so I think having the grip background as a younger person, I'd be a lot better off now, especially because that's what I like to do now. I, you know, obviously, if I've would done it as a kid, I'd be at a higher level. But uh, but yeah, that I think that for anybody, you know, having that grip um, involved and really like they say longevity wise, you know, the first thing to go can be your grip and in your grip and your hands. And your hand strength is a great indicator of how long you're gonna last i mean if you can't wipe your ass how long how long, how long are you gonna live you know you so know world, it's right? i think i think you know being i think it's great we're you know hopefully this this grip community we're all gonna live to be you know 100 years old and we'll be yeah. all grabbing
2: little punks by their shirts <laughs>
3: <laughs> and also I think and they won't be able to, to get well, away
2: you know <laughs> when you're talking about football and being an offensive lineman, you'll intimidate the hell out of a defense lineman when you lock into him and he can't go anywhere. If you have that, just exactly, him, exactly, you'll get in their head right without away without
3: like exactly having those hands inside. You know, I mean, and, and really really uh, being able to move a guy wherever you want. I think that's some of the that's where you're really going to have that intimidation factor right away. You know, and and that is. When when you're an offensive lineman, one of the funnest things to do is tell somebody where the ball's going, especially the defensive lineman. Hey, it's coming to you, buddy. Yeah. You better defend it, or you know, what? What? What are you gonna do? You know, I
2: that's one of the things I miss the most. I play defensive end and middle yeah, linebacker, and as a defensive end, I always ask "Do you want me to go outside or inside to sack your quarterback?" <laughs> <laughs> there you, know. you want me to come yeah. outside or inside? What? What do you prefer? So I'm coming through you either way.
3: Yeah, I got a good swim move and my hook's not bad either. <laughs> so whatever you
2: whatever you want, right? Yeah, I got I, a, I like I had, that. I had a quick hard punch and a good spin move. So I'm coming one way or the other. You're not gonna like it. Like I'm gonna knock you off balance and then I'm yeah.
3: gonna mask you before you even I love it. the 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 punch was always my favorite move on the inside coming up, coming up into those solar plexus when yeah. I came off the line. Get those big guys, get those big guys right in the gut. That like the nose tackle or, or defensive tackle right there. They do not like that when you're socking them in the gut all all game.
2: <laughs> oh, and I, I'll take the penalty too, because shit, it's only one play, but you're gonna think about it the rest of the game, all four quarters. You're gonna be like, That shit hurts. <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I miss those days, man. I did, the only thing I really did in my 20s was play like, like uh summer men's softball league, you know. So, I mean, we had fun doing it, but it it was, it wasn't as, uh as enjoyable as some of those high school athletics, you know, the more intense stuff. Yeah. That's why I like this, this grip, you know, it's a lot more elevated intensity wise.
0: Absolutely. Not able to
3: drink beer in the dugout.
2: <laughs> what, uh going back to your whole island gym equipment theory what would you consider your most uh important piece of your home gym and why oh man i honestly i
0: would
3: say i i would say it's probably my kettlebells just because if like the apocalypse happened or something that's what i would grab i'd probably grab a 35 pound kettlebell and get the hell out of here you know or <laughs> i would probably hunker down and still have all this stuff but if I had to get out of here, I would grab the 35 pound kettlebell. And there's such a, you know, for one thing, it's it's ballistic strength training. So, you know, if you're trying to be, you know, elevated as far as like defending yourself, I think it's one of the best things to use. Um, you know, you're getting that dynamic strength, you're getting your cardio in at the same time, you know, depending on on what you're doing swing wise. Um, and I just really, I, I like them, for for different applications too, like whether you you know you can use them for farmers walks you know farmers carries if you got two of them you can use yep. them for duck walks if you got giant ones so I I really really love the kettlebell I think otherwise you know you, I, you could say like the power rack but what's the power rack by itself you know so um to me it's got to be like either like your barbell or your kettlebell or something like that and I and I think it'd be something like that like uh probably probably hands down the kettlebell I think that's my that's always my desert island uh fitness equipment choice you know it's what would you want if you were alone you couldn't have anything else you could only have one thing I think the 35 pound kettlebell with uh enter the kettlebell by Pavel is what I need
2: (laughs) Yeah. what I want so what uh any other advice do you have for the average person trying to get fit and healthy
3: i think the best the best advice is most of what we've already talked about is just you know making sure that you're trying to do things on a routine as best as possible um get it in whenever you can so if you know if you can during that lunch break take a 10-minute walk so then you're ready for you know maybe getting something in after work or if you can't get it in after work because you're too busy there wake up in the morning and you know turn on one of the amazon the 5000 amazon prime uh you know workout videos that are on there there's yoga there's you can go on youtube and there's hundreds of of tutorials as far as you know yoga kettlebells body weight exercises i think even the convict uh conditioning have videos on a lot of these these things you know so there's a big good body weight exercise program um you know and it's just getting it in when you have time or forcibly making the time and trying to do it for at, at least four times a week, I think is the most beneficial thing for people. You know, it's it's the, what's when you go to the doctor for 95% of the things that are gonna be wrong with, with you, they're gonna ask you two questions. What's your diet like and what's your exercise like? Yeah. And that's half of the, you know, that's mostly, most of the time the best fix for any of that, you know? For for a lot of the issues we have in this day and age with depression and and things like that, and especially with the COVID nineteen thing, you know, all this nonsense going on, you know, we gotta figure out and say, hey, all right, if you're not allowed to do these things, what things can you do? And let's do those things to make yourself better. When you have the now, you have the time, you know. So that's why I found you know those two months where we were closed last year super beneficial. Because I had all that opportunity with my wife and son to go for walks, to get that exercise in, um, you know. And you just got to make sure that you do it, whether you want to or not. Exactly. Um, I think that's the best the best advice to give. Make sure you oh, do it.
0: So, what brew are you drinking right now? And what do you recommend?
3: The resources are. What beer am I drinking? And what do, what do you recommend? Oh Damn. man. I actually just got a, a new can seamer uh, at my brewery. So we've been canning our beer. It's super fun canning small batches. Um, I would say I've been drinking a lot of cider recently. I've been digging some uh, some really good dry feeders. Um I would say though, as far as like the best beers to drink, um, sours are really, really good um i love i love belgian sour ales um there's a beer called Hudenbond that is like my all-time favorite um sour comes in a champagne bottle um rodenbach grand Cru is really good um in that regards and then all of these awesome like hazy ipas that have been coming out are through the roof Really good. I tried a couple of so I've been getting down on a lot of those. So Michigan's got one uh old nation
2: is is doing what's that? I said I like uh stouts and porters. I want that thing to be as dark as night. So uh besides yours that I'm sure you brew up. Yeah, what do you say is the uh best uh porter or stout that's you know chocolatey or coffee or anything like that?
3: Oh man. I just got a bunch of bottles of uh, Old Rasputin um, barrel aged. And I'd have to say that that's one of the best as far as it's an Imperial stout. um, And it is just so good. And I got a couple bottles. I got one that's in a uh, bourbon barrel and one that's in a rye whiskey barrel. Um, So I'm anxious to crack those open because I like that base beer um, a lot. And I, yeah old Rasputin really good even uh Commodore by um Ballast Point is really is one of my favorite stouts that's a really good beer um okay. and I think they're distributing that pretty much everywhere now so that's a good one to try as well I I love stouts and porters porters too I do one called maple bacon porter oh, and it's so got amazing. uh oh it's so good it's got um pre-cooked bacon in the uh, secondary fermentation. So you get all that smokiness out of it. Yeah. And then I add a gallon of uh, tr- actual Michigan maple syrup. So pure maple syrup. And it's it's not overwhelmingly sweet. It's not overwhelmingly smoky, but those flavors go super well with that kind of chocolatey yeah. thick porter. Um, oh, sounds good. Through the roof, through the roof. But yeah, those are all beers that I, that I really enjoy, you know, but it's funny because I, like I said earlier, I've been drinking a lot of cider. Um, you know, I try all my beers so often, you know, I'm in the in the brewery in the morning trying beers, making sure they're ready. You know, every time I, I check the gravity on a beer, tr- see how close it is to being done, um, I'm trying it, you know, so it's kind of nice to just get out of the box. And and I, the ciders tend to be like dry, you know, so it's not so sweet. Um, it's not so cloying. And now like getting into my thirties, I can't even I can't even drink anymore. Like I'll drink I'll drink like three beers and I'm like hung over the next day. So I'm like taking it easy nowadays. Yeah. You know, I'm like, all right, I I'll sip I'll sip uh, you know, a little bit of that out and be good. You know, I don't wanna don't wanna overdo it or anything. Yeah.
2: I feel like i gotta if i'm gonna do that i gotta do it on a tuesday which is terrible for your work week but i have wednesday thursday friday off am working out and i can't sacrifice my workout but you know so like can't really get can't drink on tuesday that's how it sucks but i need to yeah. work out on the weekends
3: <laughs> yeah i'd rather kill my work day than kill my workout for yeah, sure me too. for sure yeah. plus my yeah. work it's just based on me you know so if i'm dragging ass in there like i'm what am i yelling at myself you know like i'm like hey come on you got to be picking it up here buddy You know, it's just me disparaging myself
2: <laughs> looking in the mirror why aren't you making me more money let me get out of you <laughs> <laughs> that that
3: should be what i'm saying to myself every day anyway make yourself more money come on
0: <laughs> you gotta you you got a kid to feed. <laughs> so, um, before we let you go, is there any questions you have for us? Couch Potato Strong?
3: I don't know, guys. Um, I'll I, All I got to say to you guys is just keep up the good work. I love the content you're putting out. I love that I got something to listen to uh, at least a couple times a week in the brewing room. You know, I with Joe Rogan going to Spotify, I'm not following his ass over there. So I got to watch something or listen to something. <laughs> so, so I love, I love what you guys are doing. I love the content that you're creating. Um, and it gives me something great to listen to. Um, and and especially, you know, I look forward to the guys like Clay coming up and and in the past, you know, Derek and, and Adam and all these guys who are uh don included who have so much information and so much knowledge um it's just so useful to the, to all of us you know the the kind of and you guys set up really good questions to ask so i appreciate it keep right. it up
0: thank you yeah we're excited for the clay interview coming up too and he has a long history in the sport
3: right right i just love hearing these guys and, and whether it be their training philosophies or just even their personal philosophies i find that interesting it i like i enjoy listening to it 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 tends to be like-minded individuals you know so um you know it's it's plus it it brings you know another connection with the sport you know like we're all pretty accessible, you know especially those those type of type of guys are pretty darn accessible when it comes to this sport you know other sports you know you can't just you know go on instagram and chat it up with your favorite uh nba or nfl guy you know but a lot of these guys you can hit them up dm them and they'll it's so awesome you know so i i think that's one of the best things too is that you know it it gives us that connection you know and we get to listen to them on on another level other than just going back on grip board and reading some old forums or or whatever you know we we actually get that one-on-one conversation questions that we would Potentially ask them, you know, so I, I really appreciate that. I like it.
0: Awesome. Good well, job. We appreciate you having me on and we look forward to seeing what
3: you do with the Golden Potato. For sure, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'll have to, you guys are sending that my way. I got to send you a couple of uh, Dead Bear shirts out there. So I'll Absolutely. hit me up in the DM to figure out, uh, you know, your guys' shirt sizes so you guys can start repping that, uh, the Dead Bear Brewing out there.
0: Awesome. Oh, we, we also will. mentioned something about uh, a rubber uh, card tearing apparatus.
3: Yes, yes. Don't I'm glad you didn't let me forget about that. I cut up a bunch of uh, pieces of rubber that are card tearing, you know, card size. So I'll send yeah. you guys some of those too. Those are great. Oh, love to try you know, especially those are fantastic. Not, yeah. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, they, they really emulate exactly, exactly what you're doing wise and yeah. uh yeah, yeah, we uh, call Robert Jedley. Grab hold is selling
0: ones, and he can shred cards pretty well. So yeah,
3: yeah. yeah Dennis Rogers used to sell them uh, oh, okay. a while ago. He called them like the dirty, the dirty or something. Dennis Rogers. Exactly. Did, uh, that's what uh, that's about. Where yeah. I learned oh, about right.
0: him. This is it Dennis Rogers? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Anything. That guy, so got I,
3: I, when I built my, uh, yeah, I, I think anything he does anything he does i would emulate as far as strong being strong period so yeah, sure. um that's something I, I i had extra rubber after building a deadlift platform and was like hey i'm cutting some of these up for myself um oh, awesome. and now uh anton grab hold is doing the same thing he's he's selling some of those now too cool so well, we're looking they work it. right on <laughs> but yeah i'm glad you're holding you, you Reminded me about that because I'll definitely send you guys one of those or, or two of them or whatever however many you guys want.
2: I also can't wait to uh, rep the Dead Bear here in uh, Portland, especially because there's so many breweries around here. But no one will know what the heck Dead Bear is, and I'm like, well, it's better than here, so. Yeah.
3: Hey <laughs> man, I appreciate it. It's a it's a cool logo too. You'll look extra cool wearing yeah. it. So awesome! <laughs> All
0: right, well, cool. Yeah,
3: man, for joining us yeah great talking to you guys
0: absolutely all right take care